Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Start building your website today at squarespace.com. Enter offer code GIRLBOSS at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace, build it beautiful. And by FreshBooks. If you believe that living your best life includes being your own boss, then you've got to try FreshBooks. FreshBooks makes creating and sending invoices, organizing your expenses, and tracking your hours the easiest part of your day. Go to freshbooks.com slash girlboss for your free 30-day trial. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Girlboss Radio from Panoply. I'm Sophia Amoruso, founder of NastyL.com and the author of Girlboss. On each episode, I invite a different woman onto the show to trace the steps she took to creating her own future, what she learned, and what we can learn from her story. Today's guest is L'Oreal's Vice President of Innovation and Entrepreneurship, Rachel Weiss. But first, Liz Carey is back on the show. She's an actor, comedian, and one of my best friends. And you can find her at the Liz Carey on Instagram. We'll be talking about the highs and lows of our week and, of course, our girl boss moments. Thanks for being here, Liz. Thanks for having me. Oh, and welcome to Period Week on Girl Boss Radio. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad we synced up. And let's not confuse Period Week with Shark Week because that could be real dangerous, guys. Uh-oh. So we have officially synced. It's disgusting. And not as gross as you eating a bento box in a four-by-four room that's 104 <laughs> degrees. But Cher and I are going to deal with that. I see that you got bangs. I get did bangs. You got bangs. I get it bangs again. You get it bangs, which I was thinking about getting bangs. So now I'm, you can't have two friends. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. You can't have two friends with bangs. People will be like, are you sisters? Yeah. <laughs> Is that your daughter? With bangs? Oh, shut up. <laughs> Yeah, I got bangs. I don't know. I, it's fun. I have a complete lack of subtlety. If I go to a hair salon, I'm like, I'm going to spend the same amount of money to look really different yeah. or look not different at all. Well, I'm going to look really different. Now's the time for bangs because if you get bangs in the summer, you're going to have to let those grow out by June and have wispy long bangs because then they stick to your forehead. My forehead doesn't get sticky. We partied it up this weekend. Yeah, we did. Wait, can I share a story about the party? So Sophia and I oh, are... Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood parties will make you feel really good about yourself. You'll, well, I think what we should have is a, an entire episode dedicated to etiquette after some of the things that I saw go down. But Sophia was talking to an acquaintance of hers, and uh, she seemed like a reasonable human being to me as the conversation started. Mid-conversation, 47 seconds in, she doesn't even say, oh, excuse me, this is important. She takes a phone call never excuses herself and then literally says like this, oh my God, and walks away from the conversation and never said goodbye to either of us. It was pretty rude. It was like high school or something. That night was a little bit jinxed also because we walked in and because of your blondie hair, we then got our drinks and then some guy was like, excuse us, uh, you need to come back and get re-ID'd because nobody can get over the fact that you're blonde. Nobody recognizes me. They were like, yes, you get into the fancy party and then i was like all the way in and some guy some security guard came chasing me like some kind of gate crasher which i usually am and made me like re-verify myself and show them my ad they felt bad about it but still it was pretty lame i mean it's okay it's just whatever my agency people should be able to they should know what i look like yeah it's blonde it's not it's not green yeah was it fun last night? Did you, did you guys go out? Oh, and late? so last night I went to the Elton John party, which yeah. I was like super last minute invited to and did my own hair and makeup, which should always mean that I don't do like a carpet or get a photo taken of myself. Really? 
You He's, do good makeup. I mean, those images are hardcore. Anyway, he performed last night. It was so good. I've seen him in a, a small setting. He's I've amazing. never seen him before, and I didn't realize how much I loved him. Because I, I don't, him. like, go to my Spotify and think, oh, what am I going to put on? Oh, I'm going to put on Santa Dancer. Elton John. Like, Sorry. I just don't do it. But, I, you know, we all grew up with it. <sighs> it. His music defined a decade, well, more than a decade, and he still sounds so good. Yeah. Some guys become total geezers. And you're He's like, funny, ooh, too. Ooh, I want to leave my memories with them when they were, like, yeah. still sounded like themselves or whatever. Mm-hmm. He had a sequin jacket on. His fingers were flying across that keyboard. He's got chunky little sausage fingers. He it's does. amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Love him. That was really cool. You know what I hate are questions like, how do you know so-and-so? Oh, uh, what are you doing like here? Like qualifying your relationship. Oh, like how important are you in their life? Because I think that person's oh, yeah. too important to know you. How did you know him? Or, or the question, what are you doing here? That's, you know that that's my pet peeve. No, yeah. You know I know I've gotten that one before, but it's been a long time. But like, oh, I'm so, it's, it's the here. equivalent of saying like I didn't know you were good enough to be here yeah yeah another favorite line of mine which I have no idea what you're how you're supposed to respond is you look tired <laughs> yeah I get that one too <laughs> you look tired I, I want to be like you look fatter than when I saw you last <laughs> I mean that's how rude it is it's like yeah thank, uh, thank you. you I have bags under my eyes that you want to point out in a public place what do you want me to say guess, I need guess sleep guess what I work really hard yeah I traded my face for yeah. my dignity you look pale and your hair looks thinning have you thought about extensions <laughs> I mean what do you want me to say <laughs> oh man I saw some really bad extensions last night Ooh. at this Elton John thing this girl had oh, like no. she had like a crypt keeper three hairs over a piece of tape, basically. It was bad. And it wasn't me. And it wasn't you. (laughs) I need to get a rewave. Yeah. There were some crazy dresses last night. There was a live auction to benefit Elton John. Did you buy some? AIDS charity. Mm -hmm. I did not buy anything. But people paid $100,000 or something to attend the Vanity Fair party. Fair enough. And someone else spent... Oh, it was Lady Gaga's shoes. Lady Gaga's shoes that she wore. Gaga? <laughs> Gaga! Um, Gaga's shoes that she wore at the Super Bowl. They're like mismatching Gucci shoes. Ugh. And someone spent maybe 100 grand or something crazy for that pair of shoes. I love that new Gucci. I mean, they're, at that point, they're just giving money away. And if they get something for it, then they're like, they're happy with themselves. But Hollywood parties, I just go home feeling kind of dirty. We both felt like... Uh, conversationally raped is that a word like vapid and yeah liz do you have any girl boss moments this week i think we've established i'm never gonna have a girl boss moment i had another girl boss epiphany about listening i might be a bad listener Uh oh (laughs) that's a girl boss moment um I don't know if it was just the flu. You know, you're grumpy when you have the flu. That was a long flu. And Two weeks. it's finally over. And it may have caused some trouble in my home life. I might have been a crappy listener because I had the flu. I'm learning that you've got to just be heard. Oh, I also had a mini kind of meltdown. And I called somebody for advice. And, and I didn't feel like they did a good enough job. And I was like, mm, nope, I need somebody else. And I called Sophia and... Sophia's really good at checking out of whatever she's doing and giving a pep talk. And sometimes you need a pep talk instead of somebody, which I've done a million times. Somebody will say to me like, oh, this and this is going on. And I'm like, well, that doesn't sound that bad. This is what I have going on. (coughs) Bless you. Excuse me. So I've got to check my shit at the door sometimes and listen to what other people are saying. I guess. I mean, I guess that's part of being a human. I think, yeah. It's It's a good lesson. Just being more present with people. 
I think your girl boss moment is admitting it. And that's half the battle. <laughs> Hi, my name's Liz Carey, and I'm a crappy listener. <laughs> my girl boss moment is that the bangs are back. Slow clap. Yeah. Yeah, the sound of one hand clapping. <laughs> okay, on to the tweets. Every week we ask our listeners to share with us their girl boss moments. And you do. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so girl boss moments are the time in your week when you're feeling great about something you've done for yourself. You are in control of your own life and are nurturing yourself. And that can be in your career, in your health, in your hygiene. We hope you do it in your hygiene. Showering's so, important, ladies, and we can't stress that enough. On to the girl boss moments. Rody Lane, Rose Charlie, she's ordering trim and tags for my new loungewear line. Can't wait to see. Who is this? Sophia? Oh, shut up. Amor- she wants know, us whoever. to wear them. Yeah, send us your trim and your tags. Thanks, at Rose Charlie. Alyssa Sage at Alyssa Sage EE says hashtag girl boss moment of the month interviewing Sophia Amoruso about the female perspective and pay inequality, which she did. We Boom. Met. Yeah. At the women in film event. I like Rach and Charlie. Rach applying for a program where I would be doing learning French and Russian. I'm so at the same time. I'm desperate to. Can you speak another language? I can do mm-hmm. a little Spanglish. But that's Un poco. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so that one struck a chord with me. Congratulations at Rachel and Charlie. Nadia Morris says, talking drones, quantum chemistry, and machine learning with NASA Ames chief technologist. Aww. Hashtag girl boss moment. At Holly underscore eco chick. My girl boss moment is that I got my right hand woman promoted. Nothing feels as great as helping another girl boss have a breakthrough. That's so sweet. It's really cool. I love girls that Good job, girls. Holly. Yeah. Keep it, keep it up. At SR Cleef says, the moment when you see a pic of your team created on Girl Boss. Hashtag oh, Girl Boss it? moment. At Imagine Con Media. Hashtag Might of Peed Pants. That's a good one. She posted a really cool image of the word Girl Boss with Scrabble letters. Aww. And it was just like really well done. So we reposted it. Riley Marie at the Riley Marie became a features writer for my favorite magazine. Boom. And, and dyed half my hair blue. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks, you guys. Keep them coming. And uh, I'll be sounding them out, and then Sophia will help me with the big words. But we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. On to the interview. Rachel Weiss is a friend and an innovator. As L'Oreal's VP of Innovation and Entrepreneurship, she's responsible for all of L'Oreal USA's digital marketing and innovation strategy. And if you think you have the next idea in beauty, Rachel is your go-to woman. She founded and currently oversees L'Oreal's Women in Digital program, which mentors women working in digital roles that address the needs of the beauty industry. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Sophia. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. This is fun. I know. I'm excited about I've, this all day. I don't think I... Oh, no, I've hung out with you in L.A. We were at that Patau marketing <laughs> conference thing. Yes. That's not where I met you, though, is it? No. I don't remember where we met. That's but I like when I meet people that I don't really quite remember exactly the moment I met them, but then I just know them because those are really special people. Yeah. You're familiar for yes. some reason. It's I like always that too. been really easy. I read somewhere that you considered yourself a dork in high school. Tell me why. And I don't know. I just kind of love dorks. You know, it was weird because I was like kind of a dork nerd. I was a combination of like theater kid and weirdo. And, you know, I struggled for a long time in middle school. Like I used to have people like 
bullies and stuff threaten to beat me up and things like that. But I, at the time, when you're a kid, you don't know what's happening. But I realize now I just didn't really care what anyone thought and was out doing my stuff, you know? Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I used to have these, make these audio tapes of myself and my Casio keyboard singing songs. I had this, like, one woman band called Rachel Goes to Epcot Center. And, okay, and like, amazing. <laughs> and amazing. Like that. But, like, I would distribute stuff like that. And, like, I was weird. And where'd you grow up? York, Pennsylvania. Okay. So. It, you know, I think I didn't really blossom until, you know, I was in maybe in high school. I didn't think about myself as a woman or a girl. I was, I developed a little bit later than other girls. In sixth grade, I wore like tube socks and running shorts and like Izod shirts. And Me too. I was just, I just was yeah. nerdy and dorky. I played the saxophone. I was in bands. So cute. Did you end up going to Epcot Center? I, well, I, I went to Epcot Center first. And, that's where, <laughs> and then yeah. you named And then your I named band. the band. I mean, it was like Frankie Goes to Hollywood. That was yeah. like the only place out of York, Pennsylvania I ever had gone. That's so cool. <laughs> so cute. And you mentioned in an interview that I read that you thank your mom for your work ethic. Yeah. You know, I'm very lucky that I have a mom. I come from a single parent home and my mom, you know, in the 80s and, and, and 90s, when my parents got divorced, it was like, oh, my God, your parents are divorced. It was like this weird small town secret. But my mom always was very supportive in letting us be ourselves. And she's like, figure it out. You know, she never coddled me, but she was always very supportive. I mean, my mom, I know, scraped together pennies to make sure that I still went to my music lessons and I had focus and I did and I was out of trouble and I'm always I'm very grateful for her for that so cool do you still play saxophone I still have a saxophone play I live in the small apartment so I don't play that much because it drives my neighbors crazy but you know music um, was really important to me growing up it really focused me and it just makes something that makes me happy and so now you work at L'Oreal. I work at L'Oreal. And you've been there for almost 10 years. It's been nine years, almost yeah. a decade. It's the longest job that I have ever had. Same here. Yeah. <laughs> and you run digital innovation and entrepreneurship. Yes. Tell me what that is and well, what you do. I'll just take you back. Like I've always been, going back to Rachel Goes to Epcot Center, <laughs> I've always been really interested in technology to tell stories, right? And like just personally, it's been always fascinating to me. And I never really thought about what a career in technology would be like. I just know as a woman and someone who likes to tell stories that audio tapes, podcasts, when I got my first access to a computer, I saw the possibility of being able to share more stories and and share a voice. And, you know, at L'Oreal, companies have really, for the last 20 years, have really been thinking about how do I reach more people? And they hadn't really thought a lot about technology as a tool for communication. And I started very early with jobs thinking about this, even in roles that were maybe assistant marketing roles in the 90s, or I went to Sony Online Entertainment, which was a gaming platform. And But they didn't really know what these jobs were. We were just really inventing it. But what's been really interesting over the past 10 years, companies like L'Oreal, who are over 100 years old, are really thinking about how do we reach a modern consumer? How do we bring beauty for all? And it's not traditionally through TV and, and through magazines and how we've traditionally communicated with people. It's through different ways of storytelling. And my job is really to be alert of how consumers are behaving, what is coming down the pike that we need to pay attention to, how do we start to prove that and do pilots and proofs of concept. And with a mission that we really want to make every woman feel beautiful and we want to make sure that she knows all of the services and products that we have and 
we're really inventing really the future of communication and beauty together. And that's very my that's my job kind of in a nutshell. But how that Such activates cool is um job. is like creative and and you know, I'm here in Los Angeles thinking a lot about virtual reality right now because I think there's such an amazing opportunity to reinvent how we teach beauty through VR. Those are new ways of thinking for companies like L'Oreal, and I'm very lucky to have a job where I'm able to, to think about it and creatively figure out how to do it. Let's go back to the beginning. Where was your first job? Well, it's funny. I always think about, like, there's my first job, and then there's, like, my first career job. Which, uh-huh. like, it's hard for me to figure out what that is sometimes. My first um, actual job was in high school. I went to summer camp and when I was a dork, and, and I was starting to develop a little bit. And my mom said, you know, you have I two choices. I talked about development. <laughs> my mom said, when you, um, <laughs> you have two choices. You either go to camp for the summer and stay out of trouble, or you get a job. I was like, I'm getting a job. So I went that day, and I was a bus girl at a restaurant. So that was like my first job where I actually brought home dollars to go buy makeup at the mall and teeny bopper magazines. Cool. (laughs) But my first job out of – I've had so many different kinds of jobs. Like I went – I moved to New York City, and I didn't have any support. And so I had to really support myself to work here. I had maybe like $100 in a checking account. I wanted to go to school and work here. So I started temping, and I had crazy jobs where I worked for Richard Simmons when he was doing his DVD business, just helping answer calls. Um, What was he like? Just like you would imagine. The first actual job that I had was um, working at Miramax, where I actually had benefits and (laughs) insurance and... That was my first real, That's my real job. Pretty exciting. What did you do at Miramax? I was an assistant. You know, in the early 90s when I started working, it's in, you just started as a secretary and an assistant. I answered phones and sent out holiday cards and did all, you know, rolled calls. I always say rolling, rolling calls is a lost art for um, people starting out in work. For those of us that don't know, tell us what rolling calls So rolling is. calls is an old Hollywood term where all day long, and it's your gatekeeper towards your boss's calendar and whatever he or she is doing. And people call. And I don't know how this works anymore with email because we really didn't have email back then. But I know people still roll calls. And you would have to write down everyone that contacted your boss that day. And then your boss could show up at any moment and be like, all right, Rachel, roll calls. Uh And then you would have to get the sheet out, the call sheet, and then you'd have to get everyone on the phone that your boss wanted to speak to at that moment. And then you had to listen to the conversation, take notes, prepare for next steps, but also Uh prepare for the next call on the call sheet. So it was a really weird system of Hollywood assistance and negotiation and getting people on the phone and actually listening to really high-profile conversations that you would not even have access today to listen to. And it was an amazing networking experience among your peers because everyone was working to get everyone on the phone and get stuff done. And I'm always very grateful for the rolling calls experience. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. I don't I think, think they do that anymore. I was. I think I feel like my agent does, but I. don't. That's who does it. That's it's like, like a whole yeah. other level. Like yeah. if I came to L'Oreal, I was like, let's roll calls. Like I, yeah, I'd have like, to have a human. Rachel's resource. here. <laughs> <laughs> roll my calls. I don't think it's a modern way of working in corporate America. Yeah, I roll my own calls. Yeah, <laughs> and then you worked for Lauren Michaels. Yeah, so mm. I went to work for um, Broadway Video at the time. So. I pictured myself in a career in entertainment. I actually have a master's degree in cinema studies from NYU. And I thought myself, you know, going into an entertainment world. I never thought technology would be part of it, but there weren't jobs then. And Lauren had assembled. I met with this. I was working at Miramax, and I had a recruiter call me. And he's like, what do you want to do next? How are you doing there? And I was like, oh, my God, so crazy. He's like, well, you should really think about a career in marketing 
and the internet. It'd be great for women. And I was like, wow, this guy's actually like onto something. He's like, I have an interview for you. And I went to Broadway Video and I, they had an entertainment division where they had amassed all these libraries like of Lassie and the Lone Ranger and all this stuff. <laughs> but it really did make a lot of sense to me to like start to position myself into a job in marketing and the internet, even though I had no idea what that means. And I was the only interview I've ever had. I met with this woman. Her name is Leanne Brodsky. She um, is now an iconic since she was at Nickelodeon for years, but she hired me on the spot that day. I like 10 minutes and I always and you know you ask who your mentor is and like who you're grateful to I'm always thankful to this woman because she actually like that started my professional career so okay so marketing and the internet and then what like how did you get into the internet I remember sending an email in college to somebody when we got our first email address who was sitting as close to me as you are now and that's the only person I knew with an email address like there was no one to talk to in like 1990 but I really saw this impo- this amazing way of the future of communication. And then I started to just play on my own. Like I couldn't even f- afford my own computer or anything at the time. I used to go to like computer centers and computer yeah. like cafes and just play. And there used to be um, a way in your university you could see everyone else that was online. And it was, it was actually called fingering at the time. Wow. I'm not being dirty here. That's what it was called. And, um, you know, we just used to kind of play and hack and and do that as for fun. And, you know, when I started to think about jobs and that, I was someone who had tempt and does stuff. I knew how to make a spreadsheet. I knew how to open a computer, how to use a mouse, how to use use a DOS spreadsheet. And they were just self-taught survival skills. I never really thought about this being something. But when I realized that those were actually tools for a career, I started to take a lot more advantage of that. And then I was, you know, I worked in the birth of like internet advertising, you know, working at Sony on, Online Entertainment. And then personally, I started to do things on my own. So I dabbled in the, in the 90s as a stand-up comic. And I heard. And then one of the things that I did that I think really propelled me, there was two things. One is I, when you're working as a female stand-up comic, it's really hard. Part of your job, you don't have a manager, you're starting out, you have to drive people to your shows. You have to guarantee that you're going to have so many people show up. So I created a GeoCities website to promote Mm -hmm. myself in a computer center across the street from where I lived and just started to put up, here's my shows, here's what I'm doing, like writing stories. And that propelled me into my job. That's amazing. Did you do improv? I didn't do improv. I did just straight up stand up, stand up. And then, you know, I was working and I was doing that and I actually really liked it. I liked the customer acquisition part of it. Like I liked the fact that technology, I could see a counter go up and I would see people like. Oh my God, counters. I would go like, I'd be like, oh my gosh, people are reading this. And, and it, it was, it was real. And then I started a podcast with a friend in um, 2004. And the things I've done on my own, just because I love communicating and just playing, I think have really helped me with my career. What was your podcast like? It's still there. It's called Beware of the Babylon. You can still listen to it. I think we have over 100 shows. We actually, I was feeling nostalgic for it knowing I was going on this podcast. And it was funny because whenever I do a podcast, like I have this song and it's based on like an old Oreo jingle, but I always do it at every podcast. And it's, 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 want to hear it? Yeah. Can't believe I'm doing this. Oh my God. And that's how I open every podcast. What gets me in the mood? That's like, cool. There wasn't any way you didn't. We didn't know how to even store it. Like we were figuring out like, how to actually distribute it with like creating our own RSS feed. And we were on AOL Hometown. And like I was in podcasting groups. And we used to go to the podcasting society meetings and started those. So it was really kind of early in the podcasting days. But 
You know, I think those skills, when you learn how to distribute things and how to build things and how to drive customer acquisition, even if it's your own blog or your own podcast, you can learn a lot for your career. I think so much of my success has been because I'm not just theoretically talking about stuff or reading an article in Mashable. Like, I really, yeah. pl I really honestly play with everything that I bring to L'Oreal. Yeah. You were in technology when the bubble burst. What was that like? It was horrible. I mean, I went to go work at a startup in 1999 that, you know, had a lot of celebrities working, a lot of funding. I was really young, and it just seemed exciting at the time. And after a few months, I went to work, and they're like, I'm sorry, we're out of business. We cannot pay you. They, you know, you're living check to check at that time. It was really bad, and it was right before 9-11 happened. So... It was a time where I was handing flyers out on the street just to have money to eat. I couldn't pay my rent. What were your flyers? What did they say? I think they I were for, like, it. political I... candidates and, like, oh, okay. Okay. like, it was, like, like temp things. But I was I remember there was my, my worst day ever during this period of time is I was negative checking account dollars. I was knew I was making $20 that day. I was so cold. I went across the street to get a coffee, and they didn't give me the right change. Mm -hmm. So I gave them a 20, and they changed me for... A five, and I lost like fifteen dollars. Whatever I money I lost, it was devastating. You for like me. didn't realize it until later. Yeah, Ugh. and it sounds so ridiculous. And like I used to go home. I don't really talk about this because it was really traumatic. But like I couldn't pay my con end bill, and like for two days I wouldn't have lights. Is that oh, that's your electricity? Yeah, like wow. your electricity and stuff. Yeah. But I always did get my hair cut, and I'm very thankful to my hairdresser at the time who knew, like, what a bad time I was having and always cut my hair at Warren Dracomi. That's so nice. <laughs> you always had short hair? Yes. It always has required a, a bit of upkeep. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a hard time, but I knew that I had to be scrappy, and I knew I had, like, two choices after 9-11, like, go home or figure this out, and I just was very – I was just very tenacious. I took – you know, I worked for a friend of mine doing odd jobs. I tempted, I hunted out flyers, but I had this feeling that I was okay. I knew I would get through it in a certain way. I talked to everybody that I knew. I knew, and then a, a woman called me. There was a job at a publishing company. They had just laid off an extraordinary amount of people, and they needed someone I think with just some basic skills. And they hired me, and I was there for four years. It was a company called Wiley Publishing. They had them. Um, for dummies and uh, oh. Fromer's travel guide and cliff notes. And um, I went as a, you know, digital marketing. It was like new media marketing manager or something there. Oh. eBay for dummies was the first business book I think I ever For bought. dummies books actually are really great. They and are. I'm very proud of that achievement. <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to be a square to use Squarespace. No, no you can be a circle. <laughs> you can be a circle and use Squarespace and build beautiful websites for yourself. You can build a portfolio, an online store, which, Ooh. I mean, when I started Nasty Girl, I wish something like that had existed. Yeah. I've been having to hire tech people to make websites. If I would have known about this, I would have saved a little dough and not have had a tech guy boyfriend for so long. <laughs> if you're a small business owner have a portfolio or, or a small online store, maybe even big online store, Squarespace is a really great option for you. Um, you can get a professionally designed looking site regardless of your skill level with no coding required. Mm. It's intuitive and easy to use and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year. And if you don't know what a domain is, it's, it's a home but on the internet. To start your free trial today, go to squarespace.com and when you decide to sign up, Squarespace. Make sure to use offer code GIRLBOSS to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. 
how did you land a job at L'Oreal? It's such a dream job. So when I was working at um, at Wiley, you know, I knew people. I think being in Internet 1.0, you assemble certain people that either survived and continued to work or some people disappeared. And there was people that I knew very early on. I had a friend and former coworker who I worked with at the startup, who I worked with at Sony, and he went to Citigroup. And they were really thinking about the future of customer acquisition in an e-business group, and he hired me to go to a bank. And I remember telling my friends, oh, my gosh, I'm going to a bank. And they said, you have to do this, Rachel, because this is what's going to legitimize your career. If you go work in a bank, you can do whatever you want after that. Just give it two years. And it sounded really crazy, but it was actually some of the smartest advice that I ever received because I have a creative background. You know, I understood the possibility of technology, but it really forced me to be accountable because everything you do in banking is under compliance and you have to do a net risk analysis. You have to justify every experiment that you're going to do and how much money that's going to cost or how much money that's going to make. And for me, it was a really important education. But at the time, a recruiter called me from L'Oreal, and I always had a real passion just personally for the beauty business. And there was always times I would apply for beauty jobs. But, you know, the beauty industry at the time was very incestuous, and you didn't know she doesn't come from beauty. But I interviewed at L'Oreal, and I had someone who was like, wow, I want this girl loves our products. She's into yeah. this, and she seems to understand digital technology. And, and what's really interesting about when I took the job at L'Oreal, I didn't know one person there. I did it on my own. I was talking about that recently with somebody. He's like, I always was, when you went when you left Citigroup to go to L'Oreal. I thought, wow, she doesn't know one person there, and she's just going for it. I went because I believe to be successful in whatever you do, you got to love what you're doing. And that's why I've stayed at L'Oreal the longest I have at any job. What's your proudest accomplishment since you've joined L'Oreal? The proudest accomplishment I have had is starting our Women in Digital program, which was at the dinner you were at. Personally, as you hear my story, like it's hard to be a woman in tech. It's hard to be a woman in business in general. And I really found that the support that I received from other women has been important. But at the same time, I think that there's still more room for that. And I thought if anyone can tell the story, it's L'Oreal. And we really saw that there was an opportunity to really mentor, create actual business opportunities for women in tech with L'Oreal, with the, which actually giving them their first customer mm-hmm. and advocating that. And it's our fifth year and I had this idea to do this and our senior management supported it. And the fact that that's a budgeted program that's so important to L'Oreal for me and that it was an idea I had and I came and I told my idea to the CEO and I was all nervous about it. And he's like, let's try this. You know, I think... You know, that was uh, took courage from me, but I'm also really proud that I was able to pull it off. Yeah, it's a huge company. What exactly is the Women in Digital Initiative? So it's, it's our fifth year. We recognize women entrepreneurs in early stage companies who are looking for a big brand, a big company to be their strategic partner, okay. to actually put their concepts into reality with wow. one of our brands. So it's twofold. So Objective one is we like we have an open call for nominations that you can go to L'OrealWomenDigital.com and learn how to submit your ideas. We also go to an amazing advisory board and ask them to submit ideas as well. Um, and then we just ask the public because you never know who has who who's going to do this. We vet it through. And we really try to match back um, companies that are going to meet strategic initiatives for the company. And we go through a round of voting with our strategic committee and our CEO and our advisors. We have one winner who gets a pilot, and that's great, but I think any woman who comes through this program, what they don't know is that these are early-stage companies, that we have the opportunity to work with you in the future. So I have a database now of 
2,000 women who've had different ideas across everything from robotics to influencers to VR that, you know, sometimes a brand comes up and, you know, innovation like, oh, we want to do this or we strategically have this problem from the enterprise perspective. I use this as a tool to actually become a way to source out women to help solve our problems. So, you know, it's, and for me, it's not just about winning, of course, that adds visibility to the program, but it's any woman who sub submit whatever, if you have, if you're excited about something, like submit something, because we want long-term relationships with women to help us solve these problems, and I ensure you we go to this list. And, yeah. and sometimes it takes very quickly. Sometimes, you know, you're ahead of the curve, and it might be a couple of years, but if we see that you're diligently working on something and you're someone that we could work with, like, we will leverage that. A lot of people would experience like red tape, or maybe L'Oreal's just not like that. But what is, what do you think it is about your personality that I, allows you to I, manifest things? Like that? I, red tape for me is always like a motivator in a way. It's like watch me. It's like watch yeah. me. It's like I'm the kind of person when you put no in front of me, I never put the no on myself in a way. And I think that just goes back to how I've always. It's a personality trait. Sometimes it's not the best way to always move forward, but it's 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 a self motivating tactic. Things that I've been excited about for 15 years I'm still talking about because I believe in it. And now it's happening. That but makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. No, I think, you know, I think I've had a lot of clarity in my 40s that I didn't have in my 30s around this topic because I can look back and have, you know, a historical uh, <laughs> um, data around how things I pushed or things I didn't or how I pushed myself or how I didn't. And it's seasoning you get in life, and that's something actually totally. I feel very good about right now. Yeah. You can use your history to plan your future. What kinds of businesses do you guys look for to work with in the women in digital? We'd like to keep the criteria open because there's women out inventing stuff, some stuff that we're not even thinking about. So, mm -hmm. you know, we worked with a woman five years ago with a company called Pixability who was really thinking about big data and YouTube ad and online video, right? Like, what's the universe look like that? How do you optimize that? And we weren't thinking about going to look for her. She came through the program. You know, there's another woman we're working with now who's thinking about, we met five years ago. Her, her company's called Snaps. Her name is Vivian Rosenthal. She's thinking about the future of messaging and emojis. She's inventing this herself with, you know, she's building a company around this. But wow. we met her. We believed in her. And, and now we're going to be working with her. So it's interesting. Women sometimes are bringing us ideas because they're really thinking about how women communicate, which is, of course, extremely important to beauty. And they're just evolving the communication channels of, of how we do this. And we keep it open. We're definitely looking at women who are thinking about how do we optimize data to be more meaningful to our customers. We look at, you know, next generation of how do we identify the next influencers on our for our company. Company. Yeah. We're thinking about a lot about VR. Who are the women that are going to tell these new kinds of stories? Wow. And there's technology involved in that. So VR influencers. VR. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> about today. VR influencers is a really interesting, interesting. Yeah. So what? It's going to be like see the world through my eyes a little bit. It's a storytelling. It's like with it's like women directors in Hollywood. It's just seeing the world through their eyes. It's mm -hmm. hearing how women tell stories. It's how they think about other women. And yeah. How you tell the story of beauty through a woman's eyes and how you're going to do that in a very immersive, emotional way is something I think that's to be invented that I'm excited to see girls do that. Like it's like girls in robotics. I love to see girls learning to code. And mm -hmm. I love working with a high school girl who, who goes to a summer at Girls Who Code or goes to a robotics class and she thinks sees a future for herself to be employable and have a job. I think that's 
really amazing. So for me, you know, there's things that about what the program does for today. But if we start to create, you know, over a thousand, two thousand women who become role models for this next generation of girls, I mean, that's wealth creation and that's the future of our economy and you know women being employable and in charge and being girl bosses and I'm like I really believe in that vision and I'm yeah. glad L'Oreal does too. How in your opinion how would you describe beauty? Wow no one's ever asked me this before you know we talk about the personalized communication and beauty for all I mean I think beauty means something very different to everyone and everyone has the right to feel beautiful no matter what that means and you might not be someone who wears cosmetic but you have beautiful skin Mm-hmm. Or I might be someone who puts on a red lipstick and I feel beautiful. But it's about beauty from within and it's how you feel beautiful and what makes you feel. Do that. L'Oreal has amazing brands and products to help you do that. But I think beauty comes from a self-esteem and yeah. a happiness to be alive. And, and, and that's very personal for every single – Totally. Every human being. That's a really great answer. <laughs> Are there any women who've come out of the Women in Digital Initiative that you have just been thinking more about lately or you think are just like really interesting right now? Yeah. I mean, I'm really excited about what we're doing around the um, messaging and emoji space with the woman, we, Vivian, we met five years ago. I'm excited when I see a woman like Kelsey Falter, who we don't work with right now, who sold her company to Palantir. And seeing these women evolve over time, I'm excited about Melody McCloskey from Style Seat, who we met early mm-hmm. and was the honoree in the program. And like seeing her grow as an entrepreneur, you know, now that we have five years behind us, I love seeing these women just evolve as leaders and as adults and seeing their lives change or see them get married or have a kid and still work. This, the evolution of the personal relationships that we've developed with some of these women has been, for me, very, very rewarding to watch them over time because that's going to grow. Just seeing these young entrepreneurs yeah. you know, evolve into kick-ass leaders and, and it's been amazing. So rewarding. I remember like you, like look at you now. You have your podcast. You oh are my God. amazing entrepreneur. My now mind is boggled. And now you're married and here you are. You got your book here in front I'm of blonde. us. You're blonde. <laughs> but like that's an amazing thing to watch someone like yourself over the past, you know, few years and to see you become a leader and you become someone different than maybe you were even three years ago. Like that for us is very rewarding at L'Oreal because that's what beauty, that's like how I think about beauty. Yeah. What does your normal day-to-day look like? I mean, you're talking about virtual reality here in L.A., but then, you know, where else do you jet off to? And what It was, else it was funny. I was about? talking to someone last night just casually. Like, I never turn off. Like, I think about this stuff 24-7. And I was at a birthday party last night, and I was talking to someone, and he was like, you sound like you come from the future, but you're, you're speaking in facts. And I know. I That's mean, cool. <laughs> that's so, your job. That's my job. I thought that was cool. But, you know, my day to day is like there's things that I have to do and get work done and get projects done. But I, I do spend a lot of time thinking about the future and obsessing on it and doing diligence on it, meeting the right people to bring ideas to life. I'm stationed in New York, but I'm here now. I've had we call it um, I call it my outside cat time because, you know, I love cats and uh-huh. I like to go out and, you know, come uh-huh. back with a mouse. Yeah. And <laughs> so, you know, I do a little bit of outside cat time. I spend a lot of time with different investors just hearing what they're thinking about. I a lot of cat time. I love that. I'm I use that. I spend time like picking people's brains and then finding the right people to bring stuff to life. And then we have to put the projects together. So, yeah. you know, we're a small team. It's very much um, a lean innovation way of working. And then we have to work with our brands and we want to we want to actually make sure everything works and that we can report back what happened. So to be a girl boss, you don't have to be a boss. You don't even have to be an entrepreneur. But some of us are. Some of us have to invoice people and get paid, which is really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Looking for you. FreshBooks exists. FreshBooks is a really easy to use cloud accounting software. 
that allows you to create beautiful invoices, send them off, and also even track if people have opened your invoice. I really so, feel like FreshBooks is onto something You can stalk here. your money. Yeah. Um, it takes literally about 30 seconds to create instead of professional-looking invoice. You can add your own logo and color scheme so that your invoice reflects your brand. That's nice, right? Yeah, you could put a big turd in the corner. Yeah, I was going to say, if you were a dog walker, I was just going to say you could put pieces of poop all over that invoice. Your clients can pay you online, which can seriously improve how quickly you get paid. And Liz, what? tell our listeners their offer. FreshBooks is offering a free month to all Girl Boss listeners right now, and you don't even need a credit card for the trial. To claim your free month, go to freshbooks.com slash girlboss and enter girlboss in the how did you hear about us section. How do you stay organized? You know, I took a um, Franklin Covey course in the 90s. Wow. <laughs> if you guys are too young to know what Franklin Covey is, they probably still have stores, but they used to have stores and malls and are the kind of purveyors of those little like leather things yes, that you can I like the leather thing. clip your calendar into and unclip each year. It's like seven highly effective habits of leaders or that was that the book? Seven the effectives ha- of seven whatever habits. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. But like part of it was just prioritizing your day and knowing what A, B and C is. And I think like a big part of that I learned that no one really teaches you. And I always talk about this with people who work for me or with me is like how to prioritize within your own work. Mm-hmm. And you got to kind of think about what's A, B and C. And every morning, I honestly think about what is A, B, and C today? And what is A, B, and C for this week? And then I prioritize for the day. Wow. That's how I stay organized. But it's the process actually I learned through Franklin Covey. Thank you, Franklin. (laughs) (laughs) If you could power brunch with any girl boss, who would it be and why? Oh, man. I know. I have a weird affinity, not weird, but I have a long-standing affinity towards Madonna. Yeah, I feel like you've told me this. I I love Madonna. I remember when I was a teenager and I was 13 and I saw Madonna. And then I started reading about her in all the mags. And I loved how she was so calculated as a businesswoman. And I read this one thing about Madonna is that Madonna read, and I don't know if this is true, but Madonna read every masthead of every magazine of everyone that worked there. So then she knew who to talk to. And I remember thinking as a teenager, wow. Madonna is on it and she is doing this she is sheeping herself and like I don't know I just like always I'm a fan and I just always thought it was really interesting to see a woman have longevity and like develop her career and like I feel like she just does what the hell she wants beyond longevity people are like Madonna so I don't know I just would love to be I I, I would love to have lunch with Madonna but she would have to be she'd have to be cool and real and like unguarded Madonna yeah like a lunch that she wants to go to, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm very, in- I know that I'm still interested in meeting with Donna. What is your self-care routine like? So I am converted to Clarisonic. I use SkinCeutical skin products. I have become much more careful about my skin over the past um Five years. I was I, gonna say, like, what? You're in your forties. That I was like, I, I didn't know, not know that. Yeah, um, I am very anal about washing my face every single night, but I play with everything. Yeah. I mean, I love it. What lipstick are you wearing right now? I'm wearing a NYX lipstick right now. It's probably cool. messed up because I put it on the bathroom, but it's a NYX gloss. It's a NYX gloss. Cool. And maybe an Urban Decay pencil with it. On each episode, I, I like to ask what your girl boss moment of the week is, and a girl boss moment can be. I drew a bubble bath for myself or I got a promotion or I'm on Weight Watchers and I didn't blow it. <laughs> you know, like it could be anything. All right. My girl boss moment of the week. So last year I had an open spot on my team 
And I had this really young woman come into my office and I was interviewing and she was, this is like one of her first jobs and um, I wanted someone in innovation, but she didn't have a lot of experience, but I just really liked her and I met her for 20 minutes. Her name is Camille. I'm going to shout out to Camille. Camille. And she came in my, she came in my office and she's a fan of yours. So oh, cool. she was so excited I was meeting you, but I saw her this week. She posted herself like in a L'Oreal like ad, but she was like, I love working at L'Oreal and like she's integrated within the company and she's a full-time employee now and like she's so excited to be part of the company and I'm like so proud that I brought someone in who like is so excited to be part of the company and I was able to bring her into something where she's like building her career and I don't know, I was like my girl's boss moment. I was so psyched to see how excited she was yesterday on Facebook about this um, L'Oreal thing, about her L'Oreal integration in in an ad. I feel That's a sense cool. of theme. You're such a empathetic and giving person. It's really cool. I hope so. I try to be. I work at that. It's <laughs> it doesn't seem like you have outside to. cat time. Outside cat time though. Is, yeah, you know, you're kind of selfish yeah, and narcissistic yeah. and South by Southwest time. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, what would your advice be to someone who maybe was in your position, maybe after the dot com bubble or trying to make things happen in their life? What's your advice to her? I'm always about be scrappy. Some things are not going to ever go in your life like you think they're going to go, period. Mm -hmm. And that is a universal truth. And I don't know what that means for each person, but when they don't go your way, you have two choices, right? You got go home and be depressed or you got pick yourself up and figure it out for that day or figure it out for that hour. And that is something that takes self-awareness, exploration, like motivation, energy and if you can't do that you you can't change things like you have to move to change yeah and that's really my advice and it will happen to everybody at some point and there's not always going to be someone to pick you up i was thinking about girl boss and you're your own boss like wherever you go my grandmother used to say this wherever you go you take yourself and that's the only constant that you have in your life is is you and you've got to be the boss of yourself Mm mm-hmm and that's hard. It's like easier to boss somebody else around than it sometimes it is to boss your own self around. It is. It's easier to clean someone else's room than to clean your own room. And that's or... the truth because I do not clean my own room. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> On that note, thank you so much for being here. This was really fun. Thank you for having me. This was amazing. Yeah. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in to this week's episode of Girl Boss Radio. We'll be back next week with Sally Krawcheck, CEO and co-founder of Elevest and former CEO of Merrill Lynch Wealth Management. Damn. Our producer is Shara Morris. Thanks also to Kristen Meisner, Laura Mayer, and Andy Bowers at Panoply. If you haven't read Girl Boss, go do it now. You can buy it at nastygal.com, Amazon, or anywhere books are sold. You can also sign up to our email list at girlboss.com. And my next book... Nasty Galaxy is probably going to be on pre-sale by the time this podcast drops. So, uh, I don't know. We'll look out for that one on Amazon and everywhere else. Please let us know what you think of the show. You'll find us on Twitter and Instagram at Girlboss. Our email is info at girlboss.com. And you can find me, Sophia Amoruso, at Sophia Amoruso on Twitter and Instagram. For exclusive content from today's show, please go to blog.nastygal.com. And if you like our show, be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave us a rating or comment wherever you subscribe. Thanks also to the band Phases for our theme song and my husband Joel Jarctograph for our interstitial jam. I'm Sophia Amoruso. Talk to you next week. Girl boss.